Hey there, it's Thursday, September 24th, 2020, and this is Fanbyte Daily, the show where I, editor-at-large for Fanbyte.com, John Warren, take you through the day's news and games and entertainment in less than 10 minutes. That sound good? Okay. Amazon, the monolithic megacorporation helmed by the richest person alive, who could solve roughly 15 global catastrophes and still be a billionaire, is going head-to-head against Microsoft and Google with a new cloud gaming platform called Luna. Today's Amazon hardware event featured a few announcements, but none bigger than this new technology, low-latency controller, and subscription service that will hit early access in October. Jess Condit over at Engadget had all the details today, so thanks to her. Uh, Details, for example, like Luna will be launching for Amazon Fire, uh, PC, Mac, and iOS devices like iPhone and iPad. Android is coming, but not right away, ending up in early access either later in October or in November. But John, you might be wondering, if this is a game streaming service on Apple devices, how does it work? Does it not interfere with the current lawsuit between Epic and Apple over something similar? Does it not interfere with Microsoft's ongoing fight to get Project xCloud on the App Store? Listen, these are great questions, and Amazon has some simple answers for you. The Luna ecosystem is actually housed in a progressive web application, or PWA, which you'll download from the Amazon Luna website, and it will subsequently install an app-like button on your iOS device. Accessing the new app will open the browser-based Luna portal, and you're off to the races without giving Apple a 30% cut of anything. Epic and Microsoft could have their own web app to circumvent the App Store, but both seem disinterested in this path for various reasons. Epic actually tried to circumvent the Google Play Store in a similar way with Fortnite a couple years ago, but they found that the process is a bit cumbersome for users and was also generally more of a pain to maintain than something downloaded from an official platform. Uh, But what about games? Luna has more games than Stadia, but fewer than Game Pass, according to Amazon, and Luna has a pretty simple subscription model. The model is quite different from Stadia, which offers a subscription price, but you have to buy most games ad hoc, making for an expensive endeavor if you want some of the hottest new games. Luna's introductory pricing during this early access period is only $6 a month, but it is expected to rise after after the early access period ends, at which point they're aiming to have 100 games on the server. The basic subscription service offers you access to the Luna Plus channel, uh, which is where you'll find games as part of the basic Luna deals Amazon has made with games like Resident Evil 7, Control, Overcooked 2, Luminous, and more. New channels will be added, which appear to come with a separate monthly price, perhaps, although we don't know what that is yet. The first announced channel to join Luna is an Ubisoft channel, which will include Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Immortals Phoenix Rising the day they are launched. The channel system is a bit similar to Amazon Prime's video system, uh, which which offers add-ons like Shudder or Stars at an extra fee per month. Um, As for the controller, the uh, controller looks exactly like a Nintendo Switch Pro controller, except it is Alexa-enabled and has textured grips like an Xbox Elite controller. The nifty thing about the Luna controller is it talks directly to the software and not the hardware, meaning if you switch between your TV and iPhone, for example, you won't have to pair the controller with a new device as it's already paired with the currently playing software. That's kind of cool. The controller by itself costs $50. One feature that sets Luna apart is Twitch integration, an unsurprising focus for the new service considering Amazon's ownership of the largest game streaming platform. 
When Google Stadia was first announced, one of the first major features touted for that platform was the ability to see someone playing a game on YouTube and be able to launch that game for Stadia within seconds from your browser, taking suggestibility to a new extreme. That feature never quite materialized for the struggling cloud service, but Luna Switch integration will roll out on day one, and it sounds quite similar to what Google originally pitched, just obviously with Twitch instead of YouTube. If a streamer is playing Control, for example, uh, you'll be able to launch the game yourself if you're a Luna subscriber right from that stream. Uh, Luna will not yet support 4K, but it will uh, eventually, and when it does, you'll need 35 megabits per second of download speed. At its launch resolution, which is 1080p, you'll need only 10 megabits per second. Listen, uh, we need another cloud gaming service like we need another billionaire. But if you're on like a Mac or iPhone train and you don't really have plans to invest in a PC or a new console, Luna seems like a better option than Stadia, uh, straight up. And you can get Amazon's early access uh, to Luna through their website. You'll get on a list and if you're picked, they'll let you know. Uh, we will be sure to report our findings when we play it at some point in October. Um, yeah, that's that's that was the big news of today. Uh, Innersloth, uh, developers of the massively resurging deductive reasoning party game Among Us, have actually canceled their plans for Among Us 2 due to the enormous growth in popularity of the original game. Plans for a sequel were underway that would incorporate some big changes and additions, but the team has decided to put those efforts into improving the game that a million concurrent users have been playing already. That checks out. That seems like an okay idea. Uh, they were reluctant at first to make this move because of the code base of the original game has some cracks in the foundation, but they decided it's worth the effort to keep this momentum going. Plans for the future include improving server performance, a friending system, and a brand new stage. Perhaps one of the most important new features is a planned colorblind mode, which is extremely important because color plays a pretty big role in certain aspects of the game. Uh, we have some tips guides up for Among Us uh, over at fanbyte.com. You should go check them out if you've been struggling with fooling your friends. Uh, two quick game announcements to wrap up the evening. Uh, Kirby Fighters 2, the sequel to a 2014 3DS game in the style of Super Smash Brothers, but like it fell into a vat of Kirby acid, uh, was accidentally uh, announced late last night on the Nintendo website and then subsequently released immediately. Uh, the game had been leaked a couple times before now, uh, but was made official, finally. It's a bit of an odd choice to bury a first-party game this way, but it's not the first weird choice Nintendo has made this year. Uh, as for the game itself, it looks like Smash Brothers, it's, but it's Kirby. It's like, the, it's like the other one, but I don't know. I, I don't know. If that's your thing, then it's right there in the eShop for you. Oops, all Kirbys. Uh, Tokyo Game Show is happening as we speak, and we now have a release date for Near Replicant version point one two two four seven four four eight seven one three nine and that release date is april 23rd 2021 the game got a new trailer and playstation blog snagged an interview with the enigmatic director yoko taro who explained that replicant takes place many many years before near automata and should be thought of as a separate story replicant of course is a version of the original near that never made it to the united states it seems like yoko taro and his team have made some improvements and changes to the game, but it is largely the same prequel Japan got a decade ago. The only announced platform for Near Replicant is PlayStation 4. That's it for Fanby Daily. Swing by again tomorrow. We'll wrap up your week. Uh, please go check out our great podcast over at podcastnet.org. 
or fanbyte.com slash podcast, either one. Uh, you love to see it tackled hackers this week, which is great. It's a really good episode. If you love to see it, uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, Spawn on Me is now going to air on Fridays, the day after the live show airs. Uh, Khalif does his live show on Thursday evenings over at twitch.tv slash Spawn on Me. And then we're going to throw up the uh, the episode on Friday mornings. So there's just not a gap. Uh, excited about that. So definitely check that out on our feeds as well. Thank you so much for hanging out and I will see y'all tomorrow. <laughs>